And when people came over to look at my treehouse, they'd see me walking and wobbling and they'd say, you really can go all the way up there. What if he falls over? To which my mum and dad would respond, but what if he made it to the top? And so I think that whole thing of being able to build resilience and also never wanting to be defined by my cerebral palsy, rather being defined by my dreams and my ambition. You know, I didn't want to be Cam, the kid who walked different. I wanted to be Cam, the kid who made other kids feel good and believe that things were possible. We actually have way more in common than what makes us different. We all have lung, blood, heart, sense of humor, or well, most of us do anyway. <laughs> and when you turn those things inside out, you build connection, you build rapport, you build friendship. And as a speaker, that's what I aim to do on stage, to make people feel good, to step outside their comfort zone and to give. Give more than you ever received. You have reached Escape the 9 to 5. Please leave a message after the tone. Hi there. I'm doing a boring day job and finding life sucks. Stuck in a 9 to 5 job and looking for something different? Escape the 9 to 5 is your guide to freedom. My name is Steve O'Ealy and my mission is to help you on your own career change journey. I chat with successful professionals who've either taken the leap themselves or have always done work differently. They share stories so that you can learn from their mistakes and benefit from their successes. Escape the 9 to 5 and join us on our journey to a more enjoyable life. Do you ever look at someone living a dream job and think, oh, I wish I had the guts to do something like that? You notice people in these dream jobs and think, they don't seem particularly intelligent or talented. Deep down you know if you try, it's possible to land a dream job. You're not happy in your current profession, and you've always wanted to change. But you've probably made excuses to avoid the scary part. Change. That's really the crux of what makes escaping the 9 to 5 hard. It's fear of the unknown. Fear of change. Fear of failure. I'm Steve O'Ealy, host of Escape the 9 to 5 and I'm someone just like you, on my own journey out of the 9 to 5. Having spent five years at college, gotten what my friends and family considered a very respectable job, only to find myself unhappy and lost as to how to escape the trap of a well-paying job I was not enjoying. I'm here to provide you with an achievable framework out of the 9 to 5 job. By talking to those who've done it, and those with other useful life advice. In the finale of season one of Escape the 9 to 5, I wanted to provide some inspiration to help inspire you to change. Cam Calcoon is an inspirational speaker, born with cerebral palsy. Instead of worrying about the way he walked and the way he talked, Cam turned these perceived weaknesses into his biggest strengths, becoming an athletic gold medalist and an inspirational speaker. You'll learn why to never let yourself become comfortable in your job, why you should always do something that scares you each and every day, and why if you don't take risks, you'll live a life of regret. I join the conversation with Cam introducing his career. I'm a full-time speaker, but look, this was not what I imagined my life would be. 
I was born with cerebral palsy, so you don't need to adjust your speakers. <laughs> I shall have it all the time, so it's a physical disability, which is fixed away in which messages travel around my body. And I ended up turning my two biggest challenges, the way I walk and the way I talk, into my two biggest strengths, becoming a full-time athlete and now a full-time speaker. And sure, those just ways to build on the dream that I had always had. Ever since I was a kid in a treehouse, I'd always dreamed about a life where I could travel, where I could entertain, and where I could connect. And so whenever opportunities came up that would lead me to what those things, I'd say yes. And at high school, I got into athletics and I was in class and there was a bit of paper circling for our students to put our name down for their upcoming athletics day. And I was really scared, you know, I had a voice in my head saying, what will people think? What my they say? And my best mate, he said, look, Cam, just put your name down for the shortest event, the 100 metres. And I got there and I ran that race and I didn't come first, second, third, fourth, but I came last, did last. But as I ran down that track, I heard people saying, go Cam, go Cam, go Cam. And I decided that I was going to live my life it's the best possible athlete that I could be. So straight away, I started training like the best. And when people would say, Cam, can you come and speak about your journey? And that's how eventually I got into being a full-time speaker. Cam has clearly led an unusual life and has hardly had a nine-to-five job. So why are we talking to him? I have never met you. I don't know your exact career your entire reasons for wanting to escape the 9 to 5. But I guarantee you are scared of change. It is human nature. We are biologically wired to stay in the comfort zone. Back in the caveman days, the guy that left the cave to carve his own path probably got eaten. It made sense for thousands of years for us to stay within the comfort zone. What you've got to remember is we no longer live in a cave, but our brains have not yet caught up. We're still afraid of the dark, still afraid of the unknown, still afraid of change. I talked to Cam about how he confronts being put out of his comfort zone. So, as I mentioned, I'd always planned to travel to entertain and connect. And so when those opportunities came up, I would take that box. Even if it was scary, even if it got the butterflies flying and the knees shaking, I would say yes. And I was away competing in Sweden as an athlete. And my manager rang me up and he said, Cam, when you get back to New Zealand, because you come and speak at a school. And I said, oh, Dean, you know me, man, I'm terrified of speaking. To which he responded with the quote, the one thing every day that scares you. And I went along and I... I actually mucked up that speech. I sneezed halfway through it. <laughs> I, I had snot all over my face. I was at a high school and I was pretty much straight out of high school myself. So it was really embarrassing. But at that time, being up on that stage and having connected for people who at first thought I was someone different, someone that they couldn't connect to and to see the way in which that inspired people, that's what I became addicted to. That's what fueled me. And that's what became better than anything that would be too hard 
too scary or perceivably impossible. And so much like with my athletics, I just studied the best of the best and set my goals really high to be a full-time professional speaker. That's awesome. And I think it's really cool that two of the things that you've pursued would be particularly challenging with the cerebral palsy. Yeah. And I think that's just a coincidence in a way. You know, it's not like I intentionally set out to go, oh, I was told this is my challenge, so I'm going to prove people wrong. It was more I didn't let those perceived realities get in the way of a dream. And I think when people are thinking about shifting from their nine to five to perhaps their side household or their hobby or their career, it's about not letting your perceived reality get in the way, but you've got to be so passionate about that dream that you are prepared to work harder than you've ever worked before to make a, a reality. I reckon 99 out of 100 people in your position would have said, there's no way I'm becoming an athlete or there's no way I'm doing speaking as my full-time profession. Is it something someone told you or something about your mindset? What is it that pushed you past those barriers to do what you really wanted to do? So everything's a real chicken and egg situation, you know? You see people who have amazing parents and they go completely different ways. We see people who go to great schools, they go completely different ways. I was fortunate that I had really awesome mum and dads and I definitely let that contribute to me. So I remember my treehouse. It was bigger, more gnarly than any other treehouse when I was a kid, you know? It had windows, it had a rope swing, it was gnarly. And when people came over to look at my treehouse, family day of the Calcoons, they'd look up at my treehouse, they'd see me walking and wobbling and they'd say, you really can go all the way up there. What if he falls over? To which my mum and dad would respond, but what if he made it to the top? And so I think that whole thing of being able to build resilience and also never wanting to be defined by my cerebral palsy, rather being defined by my dreams and my ambition. You know, I didn't want to be Cam, the kid who walked different. I wanted to be Cam, the kid who made other kids feel good and believe that things were possible. You know, even if it's a really little kid, I knew I wanted to be popular at school. And therefore, I knew that I had to step outside my comfort zone in order to create the comfort zone for other kids. So I'd walk up to kids and say, yo, dude, I can't skateboard this weekend because my balance isn't as good as yours. I'd give you a compliment. I'd make you feel good. I'd explain why I was the way I was. But I have my scooter, and with my scooter, I can go wherever you go. And then we were able to just focus on, well, let's go skating. And we realized that a lot of us, we actually have way more in common than what makes us different. You know, we all have lung, blood, heart, sense of humor. Well, most of us do anyway. <laughs> and when you turn those things inside out, you build connection, you build rapport, you build friendship. And as a speaker, that's what I aim to do on stage, to make people feel good, to inspire them to step outside their comfort zone and to give. Give more than you ever receive. Do something that scares you each and every day. That's Cam's advice. There are things you know that you could do, that you've been putting off because it's hard, 
or because it makes you feel uncomfortable, or maybe it's even a little bit scary. You want to take some time off work to pursue a side hustle, or even give that business idea you've always had a proper go. But you're afraid. What if my job isn't available when I come back? Even though you don't love your job. Do something that scares you each and every day. Opportunities will present themselves that would never come up working in your safe job. Talking about opportunities, I know public speakers who get paid more for one afternoon speaking than we would in a whole week of work. I asked Cam what his life looks like being a full-time public speaker. One of those jobs you know exists, but really can't believe anyone gets paid to do it. There is no regular day as a speaker. Prior to COVID, I'd be going all over the world. I'd be speaking in Rotorua in the morning, jumping on a plane in the evening, flying up to Amsterdam to speak out <laughs> Heineken and then coming home via the Gold Coast of Australia. And, and there is something I really love about the challenge of never saying no. So if it was at all possible to do an event where in one week you may be in three different continents, I would do all the that, that I could to make that happen. I remember flying up to Canada to do a 25-minute speech and then flying back home. <laughs> How does that work for the jet lag? Yeah, well, as I found out really quickly, it didn't work too well. But uh, I got to Canada, I'd never driven on the other side of the road before. I thought, ah, oh, how hard can that be? It turns out it's really hard, you know? Yeah. So, uh, but all that stuff, it just contributes to the journey of life. And we've got to never underestimate that the biggest dream of this world is our life, you know, it's being alive, it's being able to get up each and every day and enjoy it. And so whether things are going good or bad, remember, but it's just all a part of our journey, part of our biggest dream, because once this is gone, we can't come back. So you may as well, if something inspires us, if the regions were saying yes, are way more awesome than the perceptions were saying no, get out and do it. Never say no. I'm not going to get into a religious discussion here, but whatever your beliefs, we only have one life on planet Earth. Make your opportunities, take your opportunities, and good or bad, treat your life as a journey. I'm a big believer of your reflection of the people you surround yourself with. Most of my mates don't have normal jobs. Most of them even if I've got a so-called normal aspect of a job and another part of your life, a full-time athlete or an entertainer or setting up the business or leading. But I do watch a lot of people. I love working out what drives humanity. I do 150 speeches a year. I read 150 different free forms from different people. And I think the biggest challenges or the biggest things getting in people's way is the comfort zone. It's easy to keep doing what's comfortable. And in 2019, I climbed Mount Kilimanjaro and I climbed up for people who worked with Sir Richard Branson, people who were billion dollar companies, people who were broke 10 years ago and within that period had become multi-millionaires, performers. 
And that's not the name job. It's more, I asked all of them what got them to the level of success. And they all said at the point of getting comfortable, we challenged ourselves further. And at the point of getting comfortable, we challenged ourselves further. I think a lot of people are afraid to take a risk of doing what's a little bit different, even saying hello to someone in the street. But, you know, if you can make that effort each and every day to do something that's maybe taking a risk, maybe it is just saying hello to someone, it's amazing how that can give us a different perspective on the world that is around us and realizing that the titles people have are only the titles that we choose to focus on. Everyone has their life. I think what Cam's suggesting you do here is start small. Saying hello to a stranger in the street might make you feel a little uncomfortable. But if you start up a conversation, you'll probably learn something new and research shows even small interactions with people can make you feel good. I was speaking on the Gold Coast of Australia a couple of years ago, and his dad came up to me and started talking to me about his daughter, and his daughter had cerebral palsy, but unlike me, was born with a, a funky eye. The dad would take his daughter to the glass eye surgeon. Now, this is a guy who just looked to tick a box. You know, did it look to create an experience? And he gave his daughter an eye that was too big for his daughter's face. And when the eye's too big for your face, especially when you start to get facial deformities, and he looked at the eye and he thought to himself, maybe he could do a better job. So he jumped on Google and he said, how to make a glass eye. And he's a glazier, so he'd been working with glass on windows his entire life. And he made a glass eye for his daughter. And he now has studied how to make glass eyes professionally and is doing 900 glass eyes a year for people all over the world because he looked at his skill set from a different perspective. I find this story fascinating. Who hasn't had an experience with a certain product or business and thought, I could do a better job? I once had an idea for an app. In my opinion, the best listening experience would be a combination of Spotify playlists and podcasts. Much like a radio show with conversation and then a few songs, the app would automatically pick your favorite podcast and then at regular interviews, music would come on. Music from your own playlist. It would be the most individualized radio experience in the world. I know Spotify radio exists, but it's not the same thing. I posed this idea to my mates a while back, and they loved it, thought it was a great idea. Do you want to know when I came up with this idea? It must have been at least 9 or 10 years ago. At the time, I thought it was only a matter of time before Apple or Spotify released something similar. To the best of my knowledge, we still don't have this individualized listening experience. Do you want to know why I never pursued it? Excuses. It comes down to what are the other perceptions. Why are you making those excuses, right? Being a speaker, and I remember going up to New York for the first time and ringing up all the speaker agents up there and being rejected, being rejected, being rejected. There's no way that you can make it work as a speaker. Listen to your voice. I kept trying. I, I walked into Central Park and I saw hundreds thousands of people living their dreams and I asked myself 
do I stop or do I keep going? Do I truly believe? And the thing about believing is you've got to be training. So making sure every single day we're getting a little bit better. We've got to be committed to show what we want to be extraordinary and don't let anything get in the way. And we've got to keep going back, keep going back, because don't you turn a tap on an opportunity. We've got to keep catching the opportunity rather than let it absorb into the ground. And we will see people who decide that they want to transform their body and they, they buy a gym membership and within a few months, they're no longer going to the gym. That's where the passion of how much do you truly believe in your dream? Because it is going to take hard work and it's going to take all that stuff. And it's going to take rejection. You know, you'll be stepping into something where someone's got so many more years experience on top of you and you've got to be able to catch that person. So this thing of stepping away from your nine to five to create something better, I truly believe has to be seen as being, that's not necessarily going to be easy. The result might be easier, but ultimate income and impact may be better. But you've got to be prepared to do stuff for free. You've got to be prepared to change your lifestyle habit in order to make that your reality. When I started speaking, I'd meet the speakers and say, oh, Cam, I don't get out of bed for under $5,000, right? And then I'd meet up with those speakers a few years later and they'd say, Cam, how have you got so busy? How have you been able to speak all over the world? And I'd say, because I'd get out of bed for whatever it took. It didn't matter how small or what was involved. It was about seeing the value of getting out there and being given an opportunity to do what you love. Great musicians, they love their music. Great athletes, they love their sport. All the other success, the fame, the fortune, that will come as a result of it. I think there's two key things you said there. One is there's got to be a genuine passion for something. It can't just be something that you're vaguely interested in. But the other part, and you talked about this earlier, was having that resilience. And if you're going to go into your own sort of ideal work life, I think you have to have that resilience and be able to persist through the crap. So that's the criticism, rejections, assholes, and pressure. Yeah, I love it. And there's something beautiful about turning that rejection into an affection. So there's been many times as a speaker in meeting with managers and all of that, where at first they've rejected me. And you can look at that as them rejecting you, or you can look at it and that you're stepping into a hugely competitive world where every single day they're getting people saying, I want to be a speaker. Every single day they're getting people. And so they have to raise the bar and you have to be inspired and prepared to leap that bar. And that's where that thing of it's got to be your dream. It can't be someone else's dream because that's going to be what's getting you up in the morning to do what you have to do to make that your reality. Everyone's process is going to be a different process, but you've got to believe in this. You've got to trust it. I can really identify with what you just said there because when I first started podcasting, I was firing off email after email and I'd have 50 emails and it would be rejection after rejection. And now that I'm a bit more established and I've been going for a while and have a bit of sort of kudos behind me, in the last week I've done four podcast interviews 
and most people will agree to do a podcast because I've put in the work and because I've got something to show for it. And it definitely didn't happen overnight. And there was definitely a period in the early stage where I almost thought I'm just going to give up, but you've just got to keep persisting. And so that's the thing with, like, I often speak about creating an awesome life and that's what awesome is all about. You know, awesome isn't the same as cool, gnarly, fantastic. Awesome is always going to be those things that are getting your knees shaking, your butterflies flying, you get to the other side of it and it becomes the best thing that you've ever done. I think there's a lot more satisfaction out of working for a long period on something and getting that long-term success versus that instant reward. Yeah. In the same way as I could go and grab a bag of lollies and have the sweet taste of lollies and you get like a little bit of a hit, but it doesn't really do much for you as to satisfaction. Because you don't really want the lollies, right? You just want that little fix. And so if the fix is what's driving you and motivating you, you're going to burn out. You know, it's not worth it, man. It's way easier just to keep doing what you do and keep getting paid what you pay because you've got people where you need to support. You've got a lifestyle you want to support. But when that thing comes along and it gets you so excited and it keeps you up at night and you wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning and you're crafting it, you're dreaming it, that's when you know you've got something. And then when someone comes up to you and says, hey, I really like what you did with that podcast, with that talk, with that bit of writing, you hold on to that and you let that person become your mentor. You say, cool, like, what did you like about it? Learn from it. What would you do? And when you get their advice, you know, that mentors and inspiration for when we're going from a nine to five into your developing what you want to develop, mentors and inspiration is so, so important. Mentors will make your life easier. People that have walked a similar path to the one you want to take. If you're needing further help on your own journey out of the 9 to 5, getting mentoring will help. I encourage you to join our Facebook group, Escape the 9 to 5 Podcast. There you'll meet a group of like-minded professionals on a similar journey out of the 9 to 5 job. I will be providing mentorship to the group. And if it's a good fit, I will be happy to provide personal coaching. If you don't believe mentors are important, I've had a career coach help me escape the nine to five. I've had a podcast coach mentoring me through creating and growing a podcast. And I wouldn't be where I am today without another mentor, a life coach who completely challenged the way we look at our jobs and our lives. I joined Cam back sharing an inspirational story about his dad's career. For as long as he can remember, I wanted to be a dog trainer. And so the end of high school, there's an opportunity to go on and realize his dream. And he wrote a letter to every dog trainer in New Zealand telling them about who he wanted to be, right? He was just persistent, just write that letter, write that letter. And he got a letter back from one guy and he said, you're too dumb to be a dog trainer. So my dad was born with dyslexia and he spelled a lot of his words backwards and I guess that could have presented a bit of a problem to someone saying they wanted to be a dog trainer. And Dad ended up moving to Holland. He got an opportunity over there to work at a dog training academy. At that dog training academy, he got to train a wild wolf. 
He set up a TV show in Holland where it turned people's chihuahuas into amazing, well-behaved animals. He <laughs> came back to New Zealand. He was involved in TV shows, guide dogs. And, you know, 35 years later, he is still living his dream as a professional dog trainer. And it's all about resilience. You know, Dad was told at the beginning that he was too dumb because of the way that the world was, but he couldn't train his dogs. Yet he believed in his dream so much that he changed his environment. And this is really key. You know, whatever that dream is, how prepared are you to change your environment to make that happen, whatever that environment may look like. I think the most obvious example of this would be the way we spend our money. How prepared are you to reduce your spending for a period of time, not buying the designer clothes or the $6 coffees or the smashed avo on toast to enable you to step away from the well-paying job you don't enjoy? Maybe we don't want to dream big. Maybe we're okay where we are. But maybe these people around us who are dreaming big, who want to achieve incredible things, and we want to be the people when we're alive who say, yep, you know what, I believe you can do that. You want to be that supporter. You don't want to be that person who's potentially getting in someone else's way because every single one of us has the ability to rewrite our books. You know, when I was born with cerebral palsy and mum and dad were told all these things and they weren't given any positive news and they decided to create quite a different life and they created that because they stayed true to the dreams that inspired them to be mum and dad. So they wanted a kid who would be able to play soccer. So they created those opportunities for me. But you've also got to be speaking your dream. You've got to be putting it out for you. You've got to be believing in yourself in order for other people to believe in you. You know, if someone tells you that you can't do it, prove to them that you can do it because there were definitely teachers in my life who at first were like, nah, it's not going to be the top student. It's not going to do well. I'd work harder. I'd train harder than any other kid at school in order to showcase that I could get to that level academically that would lead on to scholarships or lead on to representing our country in sport, whatever it may be. Speaking between was so, so important, speaking it and believing in it. So you don't enjoy your job. You want to make a change. And maybe this episode has given you the inspiration to do so. What advice does Cam have about stepping out of your comfort zone and making change? First, just having the mentors and the inspiration around you all the time. Going up to people, dude, how do you do what you do? How do you do what you do? reading the stories and realizing that there's so many incredible people in this world who have been told that they couldn't do what they wanted to do but stayed persistent at the moment we're watching the Paralympics you know there's a daily dose of inspiration of people who are doing incredible things we're seeing people fly back into space you know Sir Richard Branson and he speaks about how as a kid as a poor kid, that seemed like just such an incredibly impossible thing. But for him, it was a dream. So have those mentors, have that inspiration. Know that there's a transition period. So if you've got a job right now and you want to be somewhere else, I gave myself one year to transition into my normal job in terms of having a regular income to being a speaker. I gave myself a year to do that. 
I would speak my dreams. Every opportunity I got, tell people who you want to be, what you want to be, get it out there, be crazy, be confident about those dreams. And then I always had impact over income. So if there's an event coming up, what's the impact that I can have? And that impact for me always has to be greater than the income because I know that the impact will be what generates more word of mouth work and exposure. And have fun. Emerge yourself 100% in it. But that's why it's not an easy thing to build that dream that's a little bit different. A lot of guests do say something along those lines of it not being easy and stuff. There's a difference between not easy and not fun because the more challenging it is, the more that you'll grow as a person and the more rewarding it will be going forward. It won't be easy at first and it's definitely going to be tough at first, but over time it's going to be so much rewarding than sticking in a boring job that you're not enjoying. Totally. But it's been prepared for that rejection along the way. People, even maybe mentors, been like, oh, I haven't really got time. Or I was listening to a, another speaker and he really wanted a specific mentor. And the mentor just kept burning him off, burning him off, burning him off. And so he went into a bookstore, the biggest bookstore in Sydney, and he brought every single book by that mentor. <laughs> and he took a photo of himself in all these books. And I only had like, a huge box of books, and he said, now would you be my mentor? And they've gone on and they've become great mentors and friends and, you know, and it's just having that time to look at things from a new perspective. I'm quite passionate about people not wasting their lives sitting at an office doing a job. Like if you genuinely love what you're doing, if, if you're an accountant and you love doing yeah, accounting, totally. nothing yeah, against yeah. that. But I've got a mate who's got such a negative attitude to work and he's like, it just pays the bills, man. I love my snowboarding, but I just do work to pay the bills. But he's going to be doing this for 40 years. And in that time, he could develop himself and actually find a niche within his work or in another area that he could love. But that's where that passion, that's where that being really inspired because he may not have that inspiration as to what is possible right and i think there's a lot of people who just see work as begging a way to pay the bills and as long as i can have the mortgage you know keep the family happy and get some beers on the weekend you know <laughs> like i'm happy with that and i think a lot of people and i've been trying to think about where that comes from and i don't know i don't know it's a safety thing as you said before yeah it is but then also how safe is it if you're doing a job that you don't really enjoy? And we talk about in terms of mental health. And if you go, well, the majority of people are just doing a job that is comfortable, how much of that is contributing towards that statistic? Whereas if they were really inspired to do what they love. And there's so many people doing meaningless jobs too. I read a statistic somewhere, I can't remember the exact statistic, but it's something like 40 or 50% of people uh, in jobs that they themselves consider are meaningless. Yeah, sad, eh? And that's why having this conversation is so important and being encouraged to get it out there. That was inspirational speaker and athlete, Cam Calcoon. You can find out more about Cam at camcalcoon.com or Instagram at camcalcoon. Cam had so much good advice, and I've narrowed this down to three tips. 
In the words of Justin Bieber, never say never. Cam suggests never saying no to an opportunity. You never know what luck might come your way. Two, at the point of getting comfortable, challenge yourself further. Step outside your comfort zone. This is the main theme for this week. Step outside your comfort zone. Three, give yourself an achievable transition period. I am also on my own journey out of the nine to five job, like you. I am still transitioning, reducing my hours to four days a week this year, then to three days a week within the next 12 months, with the aim of going full-time podcasting and coaching within two years. This sort of transition will provide you with a financial safety net to move into your new livelihood without the immediate financial stress of not having a job. The final challenge for this season is called Fear Setting. Challenge accepted. Based off Tim Ferriss's book, The 4-Hour Workweek, he suggests writing down your fears, not your goals. Define your nightmare. The absolute worst thing that would happen if you did what you were considering doing. Envisage this in painstaking detail. Would it be the end of your life? How likely do you think this would actually happen? Second question. What steps could you take to repair the damage if the worst case scenario happened? Chances are it's easier than you'd imagine. Third question. What are the outcomes or benefits, both temporary and permanent, of more probable scenarios? Now that you've defined your worst nightmare, what are the more likely outcomes? How likely is it that you could produce even a moderately good outcome? I bet there's people less intelligent than you who've managed to pull it off. Question 4. If you were fired from your job today, what would you do to keep your finances under control? Or if you quit your job, how hard would it be to go back to your old job or a similar one if you really had to? Question number 5. What are you putting off out of fear? Usually what we most fear doing is what we most need to do. I'm going to repeat that statement. Usually what we most fear doing is what we most need to do. It is the fear of unknown outcomes that prevents us from doing what we need to do. As Tim Ferriss says, a person's success in life can usually be measured by the number of uncomfortable conversations he or she is willing to have. Just like Cam, he says, do one thing you fear each and every day. Question number six, what is it costing you financially, emotionally, physically to postpone action? Don't just measure the downside of action, measure the downside of inaction. If you don't do what excites you, where will you be in one, five or ten years? The cost of inaction is the greatest risk of all. You don't want to be one of those people living a life of regret. And the final question, what are you waiting for? Measure the cost of inaction, realize the downsides of change are unlikely and fixable, and develop the most important habit of all, action. So, this week, do fear setting instead of goal setting. Challenge accepted. This was the final episode of season one of Escape the 9 to 5. There was a lot of good advice about escaping the 9 to 5 from our guests. 
And I want to finish with a quote from Albert Einstein. Only a life lived for others is a life worthwhile. It wasn't explicitly said by any of the guests, but if you want to lead a life that gives you a sense of satisfaction, you've got to stop focusing on what's best for yourself and start asking yourself how you can positively contribute to other people's lives with the skills, interests, and experience you have. It's amazing what a difference it'll make if you stop living in your own head and start focusing on how you can benefit others. Thanks for listening to Season 1 of Escape the 9 to 5. We'll be back in August with fortnightly episodes. In the meantime, as Cam suggested, mentors are so important. As mentioned before, if you need help on your own journey out of the 9 to 5 job, feel free to join our Facebook group, Escape the 9 to 5 Podcast. There you'll meet a group of like-minded professionals on their own journey out of the 9 to 5 job. This week, we're discussing ways to get mentorship and how you can join the Escape the 9 to 5 Accelerator program, where I will personally coach you through your own career change. The Escape the 9 to 5 Facebook group is going to be a great opportunity for you guys to mingle and keep doing the hard work before next season. Links to the Facebook group are in the show notes. As for the show, we're going to take a short break and you'll hear from me in August. Escape the 9 to 5 is a Deals Media production. If you felt like this episode brought you any value at all and helped you on your journey to escaping the 9 to 5, please do give us a rating if you're on Apple or Spotify podcasts. Otherwise, make sure you subscribe on whatever app you're listening on. This show is produced and created by me, Steve O'Ely. Editing is thanks to Jeremy Grater. And show music is thanks to Mikey Geiger. For more information and support, please visit our Facebook page, Escape the 9 to 5 Podcast. Links to this are in the show notes. See you next time on Escape the 9 to 5. choice. Who are you going to listen to? Who are you going to be? Because life is all about living for awesome. And knowing that when we dream big, we really do achieve more. Awesome!